Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast Awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Killian, and I am joined today with an incredible guest who is fast becoming my new BFF. I really love her. We're just chatting it up right before I hit record. And um, seems like we've got a a future friendship brewing and uh, some fun things that maybe you guys should look out for in the future. Uh, I wanted to first start with saying thank you so much, Laura Hernandez, for being on the podcast today. Welcome. Oh my goodness. I'm really excited to be here. I'm excited to see where our friendship leads. It'll be so fun. You know, it's funny. I've done some episodes where guests and I have really connected. And it's one of those things where I think back to had we met in our teens and 20s, we would all be bridesmaids in each other's weddings. So I'm just like, I feel like mom (laughs) friends are just like bridesmaids in weddings, you know, where we just have each other's backs. It's an immediate connection. And we'll go to the ends of the earth for each other because we know how hard this job can be, but also how rewarding it can be. And on that note, I would love for you to just share a little bit about who you are, your family dynamic, and then we are going to talk about some amazing systems. Oh my gosh, I just salivate over the thought of systems because I'm such a nerd, (laughs) Um, but you might be like nerding out with me too. Um, So I want to talk today about like family teamwork and systems that you have in place in your home so that we can all learn and take notes. And please tell everyone first. 
who you are, how many children you have, and a little bit about what's going on at your house these days. Yeah. So, I mean, all of that. I do <laughs> systems too. People start talking about it. I'm like, oh, oh. And I'm like, I really need to calm down and like taper this a little bit because it might be a little much for somebody. <laughs> but it's I get just it. the most wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So my husband, Tony, and I live in the Dallas area and we have 10 kiddos. And within one year, well, like six month period, we went from having four kids to eight kids. We adopted wow. a sibling group of three right after we had our fifth biological. And we also moved across country. We're living in a rental house while we we're renovating this house. And as you can imagine, and we also had their little sibling come join us for a couple of months in there as well. So as you can imagine, it was kind of wheels off. And it was for the first time, I felt like I had motherhood kind of under control with four kids. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and I hit a rock bottom and I was like, yeah. I have no idea how to parent anymore. I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm doing at all. Like, I can't run this house. Like, it just felt so overwhelming. And I would give myself pep talks to get through the end of the day. We can just make it to bedtime. And everyone's in their cribs because we had five, four and under, all in cribs, all in diapers. I mean, you deserve a medal. Goodness. Very sweet. I felt (laughs) like I was going nuts, you know? And I felt crazy because everybody would look at me like, you're crazy. Anyway, I had to give myself pep talks to get through the end of the day. And I realized finally, like, we can't live this way. We've really got to put some things in place. And I searched everywhere for resources to help our family, but nobody had anything for half homeschool, half public school, therapists in and out of your home, caseworkers in and out of your home. Like everything I tried, it was like, well, they didn't account for this happening and they didn't account for this happening. So I really had to start from scratch and create systems that worked for our family. And that process that I walked through of like, hey, let's figure out what we really want. Let's figure out what we don't want. And then let's prioritize those things. All of that is now what I get to coach other mamas in because I've found peace and joy and I mean, peace in your home with 10 kids is not something that comes, comes easily. Right. But just the simplicity of systems being placed in a home is so life giving. So absolutely. Sure. I, I love that. That was something when we were first um, just emailing back and forth to see if this was a good fit that really grabbed me too, is you talk about having peace in your home. And I thought, wow, if she has so many little littles, not just older littles who can help out with the little littles and, you know, middle of the road, it's like you had so many really young ones. The thought of you having peace in your home was amazing to me. And that's when I was like, you've got to come on and share all of your secrets. I also love what you said about feeling like you, like your mess was your message. This was something that you could share that this was your struggle that now gets to be what you help other moms with. And, um, I definitely resonate with that. Um, just in this business, whether it's organizing and me going into people's homes, sometimes my kids are only days older than theirs or years older than theirs, but there's something about just being like a step ahead. You're almost like grasping at straws. You're like, just give me something. The littlest bit will help. So what would you say? Because that makes total sense that you're saying that you could kind of latch on to other people's teachings and resources, but it didn't account for everybody in the family. That resonates a lot with me too, because I have an older daughter who you know, you kind of get in your stride and you're like, okay, I can do this parenting thing. And then the second one comes along who's so completely, totally different and is dreamy and delicious and wonderful, but very different. And you're like, oh no, I'm a terrible mom. I don't know how to parent this one because 
he's very different than that one. And what would you say to the mom who's in that season of struggle where she feels like it doesn't matter what she tries? She's dropping the ball. She's not doing a good job. What would you say for her? Yeah, that she is a great mom. And the fact that she's even struggling with those thoughts, I mean, it's huge, right? Because if we didn't care, if we didn't, it just would not even be a question we ask. And so the fact that she's trying other things and really searching for something is such a huge indicator that she's doing a really great job and she'll figure it out. Just keep being a student of your child and um, trying to figure out what makes them tick and it will reveal itself to you for sure. So I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say, you maybe pray daily and ask for help, (laughs) divine intervention. I know that's something that is definitely important in my life because otherwise I feel like I can easily spin out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially when you're like a kid struggling and you know they're struggling, but you don't know what's going on. I think praying for clarity is huge because the maker of the universe created your child. And I mean, that's amazing. That's amazing. He knows more than your child knows about them. And so I, yeah, ask for wisdom. Oh, I love that. I love that. Okay. So aside from divine intervention, tell us what are some of your favorite systems that you have discovered? And certainly I want you to share all of your resources too, that really help when parenting and living that more peaceful, joyful life, not with all the chaos, What are some of the things that are your go-tos that you feel like moms today could start to implement? Also, I'm taking notes. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If we're looking for quick, easy tips, I think setting alarms is the greatest thing that could ever happen to you. And this may seem a little extreme, but I set alarms for everything. And that's like, hey, taking medicine. Hey, getting ready for bed. Like we have afternoon jobs in our house, which is another like, die hard system around here that I'm like, everybody needs to implement. Mm -hmm. And so what that looks like is at five o'clock, an alarm goes off and I go into the kitchen to start cooking dinner because I can often forget to feed people in the time, (laughs) you know, and that's, that is important. That is necessary. Mm -hmm. Not that they'll starve for days, but it's just like, (laughs) dude, it's bedtime and we haven't eaten dinner yet. Right. Like, yeah, we just get carried away with the day. Mm -hmm. And so that just helps us kind of stay on that evening routine schedule that we've created. And I feel nervous about, not nervous, but hesitant about using the word schedule. Cause I know so many people are like, ah, ooh. but I love to create a schedule that can then serve as a framework. And mm-hmm. then that framework rolls into rhythms and routines in your day and your kids learn them and your whole house kind of flows more like a orchestra than a cacophony, you know? <laughs> yes. And so that's what I mean when I say schedule. So our, at five o'clock go into the kitchen. I start making dinner. At five o'clock also, each kid has specific jobs that they're to do. And this is so huge and so life-giving to me because I'm no longer in the kitchen cooking dinner, being bitter that they're making a huge mess in a room that I just cleaned up Mm -hmm. and no one's helping and things are burning and the baby needs me. Like all the things happening all at once. But instead what happens is everybody gets up and they do their jobs. They help start setting the table. They lay out their clothes and get their stuff ready for tomorrow. They make their lunches. They are cleaning up their zone and their area. And oh my goodness, it's so life-giving. And so having everybody work together as a team in that space, it like it breathes so much life into me because we've set those clear expectations. So there's no arguing, there's no complaining. It's like, hey, very matter of fact, this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying this will happen overnight. Like you might get complaints for a while, but now it's just kind of very matter of fact of, hey, this is what we're doing in our home. 
and we'll work together as a team and we rely on each other. And so those are two of my big ones. And that, that evening, this afternoon jobs kind of lead into that evening routine, which then sets you up for a great morning routine. Yes. I'm just nodding my head nonstop because I do love, well, I love everything that you just said, but I do love the idea of it's mom's time to do something that she as a mom is her job and it's kids time to do something that it is their responsibility as a kid. That's their job. I love that you chose to do that at the same time, because I know those feelings of even last night, we were a little off. Uh, I do like to do grocery shopping on a Sunday. And now my son has baseball while my daughter has volleyball. So my husband and I sort of divide and conquer. I can't even imagine how you do this with two, 10 children. I have two and that feels like a lot. So God bless you. You're amazing. Uh, so my husband has Isabel at volleyball. I've got Duke at baseball and his baseball practice has now moved to our school, which is right down the street from our house. And then we've got a grocery store down the street. And because I know that he's safe in this, you know, sort of gated safe area, I can actually run down the street now to grocery shop. And I'm curious if you just on that note of like doing things kind of at the same time and simultaneously, do you ever feel the mom guilt creep in if you can't be there for everything at the same time, because, you know, how do you divide yourself into 10 pieces? And then also, oh my goodness, have a relationship with your husband and have any social time with your girlfriends, you know? So where do you feel that sort of letting yourself feel okay about how you've structured even that, for example, where does the mom guilt come in and and have you let go of that now that they all have their own responsibilities and you've put those organization practices and boundaries in place. Yeah. So, uh-huh. I have a uh-huh. that. so <laughs> one, we need to talk about grocery delivery for you because I'm kind of mad at you that you're still going to the grocery store. You know, at my old house, I did do that. And we are, uh, we are very high uh, in the Hills and I don't know why, but delivery services sometimes are just allergic to driving up the Hill five more minutes. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I don't know, but girlfriend, yes, let's, we can, we can more talk about more about that. <laughs> okay. And then number two, I think that, I think when you're thrown into the deep end and you hit that rock bottom pretty quickly, you lose a lot of that mom guilt because it's just necessity of like, mm-hmm. this is what we have to do. Right. So I struggled with that a lot when we had so many littles and three of ours have therapy appointments twice a week. And so there's about 20 appointments that we have on a regular basis. And then plus any doctor's appointments, any specialist appointments, anything like that. So there's a lot to manage. Um, and I, I physically cannot be everywhere at once. I physically cannot go and sit in the therapist's office, wait two hours, just sitting there waiting for them to come out when I'm not doing a thing, right. I'm just mm-hmm. taking them to and from. And so that was one of the first things I really struggled with. Like, what are they going to think of me mm-hmm. there? if I have somebody drive the kids to the appointment and sit with them at the appointment and drive them home. And I've, after a few times of like, Oh my goodness, this is so amazing because I can be at home and I can be taking care of everything else instead of having a babysitter here. I mean, it was like angels started singing, right? Because this is, this is where I need to be. I need to be the manager holding on the ship, holding on the fork, whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. And I feel really great about delegating those tasks to other people. And so we have a lot of, we have a lot of help during the week. So I'm not, doing all of this by myself. I have a lot of help during the week. And that has been so amazing just to be able to release that control because they are loved on by other people. 
they're being taken care of. So when your son's at practice, he's being taken care of by a coach who is pouring into him and loving on him. And oh my goodness, that's amazing. So yes, go get something else done. Thank you. Thank you. Don't you think sometimes we need permission? Absolutely. We just need like a girlfriend to be like, it's okay. Totally go do that. And thank you for reminding me that this coach and even a couple of the other parents on the team, they are loving him. They're teaching him these great skills. He's learning about teamwork, which might be a great segue into how you really have created that teamwork mentality in your home as well. I want to hear about all your systems, but I also want to hear about how you feel like you, did you just explain with words? Did you mirror it? Were you an example? Was it all of that? Plus some other things that allowed your children to say, okay, mom, we get it. This is what the plan is. And we're on board and we're serving each other. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard those words come out of their mouths. <laughs> oh, mom, I'm, abundantly I'm clear. here. Yeah. I'm so here to serve you, mom. What can I do to help you? <laughs> How can uh, I wait? My siblings? Yeah. On that note, I will tell you, I, I joke that sometimes, especially if we're trying something new, that I will give my children the words to say, like even this morning when my son came in my room and he couldn't quite get this one crazy hair to lay down. And you know, sometimes they go to school with crazy hair, but he just could not get it to lay down. It's like a fresh cut. So short. So it's kind of standing up. And I, I, he came in and he was like, mom, I cannot get this to go down. And instead of being frustrated, because I know that that's like what he needs to do. And I'm trying to brush my teeth and get out the door. I said, well, thank you for asking me to help you with that. I appreciate you, you know, needing me, wanting me, you know, because I've got Miss Independent over here who just doesn't need me to touch her hair ever at all. And don't comment on it unless I'm going to tell her it's beautiful. <laughs> um, uh, can you tell she's 12? Um, but no, she's actually very, very sweet. But she is sort of like well, personal bubble distance, you know. So I thanked him first for coming in and just, I know it sounds silly, but like, entrusting me with this responsibility to lay his hair down and needing me. But then also after it was done, as he was walking out, I was like, Oh, thanks mom. You're the best. And he's like, thanks mom. You're the best. (laughs) It's like, you have to program them to be like, also don't forget. I have other things to do too. So when I'm helping you, you need to be like grateful, you know? So do you, sometimes do you ever give your kids the words like, Oh mom, thank you. So much. (laughs) do you ever do that? I absolutely do. Yay. And I also will say when they come in and they're like, they'll, they'll comment about something, you know, that they want help with something, but they're just telling you, they're not asking you. Right. So we'll say, are you asking or telling? And that's their cue to ask with respect instead of tell me what to do because I'm your servant, you know? Right. I uh, love little that. Short little you- things like that that can help them remember that. Yeah. I love that. Are you, are you asking or telling? So then they just get the chance to reword. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because sometimes the best is by rewording, redoing, re everything, you know, that's true. And you know what? Um, like I said, I have two different kiddos and I know how you're talking about that. Some of yours are in therapy and need some, uh, extra help in some areas. My son is a very literal thinker. And, um, where my daughter has sort of this natural, you know, nurturing and empathetic sort of quality, she'll make a great mom one day. And, uh, then I have my son who is this just total brain, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so smart. He sometimes lacks that social component, that empathetic part when he's just 
on autopilot and he's just doing his own thing. And so I, I do like what you're talking about when you're saying you're kind of having them reword it, but it's like giving them the opportunity, not just me saying, oh, did you mean to say yes, ma'am? Because sometimes I'll say yes, ma'am, uh, you know, just to remind you. But yeah, that it's kind of nice, I think, to give them those words. Hey there, quick reminder that now there are four ways to get my book. If you head over to Amazon, you can search up, I've got you, girlfriend, why getting organized and living this mom life is not a solo mission. You can now get it on the Kindle app, paperback, hardcover, and the audiobook is finally here. So if you've been enjoying this podcast episode, I have a feeling you might love the audiobook. Thanks so much for making it a bestseller. And now back to the show. So giving our kids those words and then also giving them the opportunity to make the decision for how they're going to respond to us or how they're going to reword that. I love that you kind of put the ball in their court. Like it gives them a little bit more sense of independence and that they're in control. And actually on that note, would you say that a lot of the systems and that teamwork mentality that you've done in your home, do you feel like it actually leads to a more responsible and confident kid? Absolutely. Um, I, I don't tell, don't tell my siblings this, but my mother okay. was like, your kids are so independent. They really mm-hmm. like, they can get up and get their drinks for themselves and things like that, that I didn't know other kids struggled with that, but apparently, apparently it's true. So I do feel like they've learned a lot of really good techniques along the way of taking responsibility, taking initiative. And um, we praise them like crazy whenever they take initiative, because that's one thing that I'm like, I really want you, if you see somebody hurt, if you see something on the ground that needs to be picked up, I want you to take the initiative and I want you to do that. Another little key thing that we will often say is let's try that again. Mm-hmm. Let's try that again with respect. Like if they're being really sassy or rude or, you know, how, how those children can be. Um, <laughs> no, I have, no, I don't know at all what you're talking about. No. Did let's you hear me say that I have respect. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear me say I have a 12 year old? Uh, did you hear that part? <laughs> No, I definitely understand that. Yeah. Yeah. That way they're having, their brains are having to do the work to try to like reframe that in a respectful manner. And it's not just handed to them because that's, they'll learn a lot better if they're having to think of these things on their own. Same with like, Hey, when you ask your kids to do something, if you're expecting them to walk in the door and hang up their jacket, hang up their backpack and their shoes, put away all those things. Like instead of saying, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? Just saying like, Hey, do you remember what we're supposed to do when we come in? And then their brains are in charge of thinking of the things that they're supposed to do, you know? Okay. I am definitely taking that note because I think I do say, do you do this? Do you do this? Even like the nighttime routine uh, where the kids lay their clothes out and then we have our snacks and lunches packed for the day before or the next day, just to ensure, you know, that morning routine goes more smoothly. I will sometimes say the specific things again. And I've noticed that lately my son has started to say, mom. I know. And I apologize. And I'm like, you know what, bud? You're right. You do know. I'm sorry. I think I just, in my mind, I was mentally doing the checklist, but you've totally got it. And there's something about that shift that now, when I say that to him, he does take ownership of what he needs to do. And he does know. And friendly reminders are great. You know, this is my, you know, 10, 10 years in teaching kindergarten comes back repetition, but he's not a kindergartner anymore. He's an eight-year-old. He's in second grade and he has done these things enough. I do love what you said about 
It may not happen overnight. These are things that you do have to practice. You do have to set those boundaries. I would imagine that consistency is huge in your home. Um, do, you, do you feel like when you start, I, I know I feel this way. I feel like if we're not sticking to those things and having those reminders, those friendly reminders that we can, the wheels can fall off and then it doesn't feel consistent or like, Oh, will you let me stay up until eight o'clock last night? But why, why are you saying I have to be in bed by seven 30 tonight? It's like, Oh, you're right. I was inconsistent and that is my fault. And I'm sorry about that. I'm sure that that makes you feel like you don't know what's coming next. Yes. I agree <laughs> more. Back to, back to the teamwork question. Yeah. Great way to set up those systems um, to be more of a, Hey, overall, are you ready for bed? Kind of reminder instead of mm-hmm. did you do this, this and this um, we create charts in our home for our kids and it has helped so much because I'm no longer having to remember what each child's responsibility are is <laughs> grammar is it's overrated. Is. <laughs> All the children are child yeah. is. Um, and that way I, all I have to say is like, Hey, have you done your five o'clock jobs? Mm. Are you ready for school? Whatever the question is. And by this time we've sat down and we've talked about like, this is what I expect of you. I expect that your shoes are by the front door. I expect that your lunch is made and in the fridge. I expect that your clothes are laid out by the front door, like exactly what I expect of them. Mm-hmm. And then we review that several times over and then they have it on their chart as well so that they can go back and reference it. If they're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Cause I have right. like that, that have no idea what it's like every day is a new day and they're clueless about their expectations, you know? And so that just helps, takes all the brain power off of me puts it on the chart. The chart becomes a third party and helps hold them accountable. And we start use it as kind of a contract in our home to be like, this is what's expected of you. And you need to live, live up to this kind of thing, you know? Right. There is that expectation. Well, I think that the chart is very helpful. I also think that it kind of side note helps with reading and, and also when they get into a classroom or the real world and being responsible for yourself, because mom's not there to remind you and tell you what to do. So I love that. Well, I, I'm uh, sad to say that we're running out of time, but I want to know if someone wants to reach out to you or to find some of these resources that you have put in place that really does accommodate small, medium, or a large size family where can they go to get this information from you? It's so good. I want it. <laughs> I need it. Um, so my website is mamasystems.net and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Mama Systems. And I would love to hear from you. Yay, Mama Systems. I mean, again, I love a system. So, yes. and I love too that you have really taken into consideration your children as individuals, not just the whole We are a family and teamwork makes the dream work. And that's so great, but it sounds like you've done a really good job at individualizing what each child is capable of and, and then asking them to do that consistently. I think that that's a really beautiful thing. I think you're such a great mom. You're so sweet. (laughs) Thank you. Got to be here to support each other. You know, it's, it's really impressive. So I am going to remember in the back of my mind that they are smarter than sometimes I remember to give them credit for that sounds really tacky on my part, but they are. And so I am just going to trust that some of these things that we are putting down in front of them, they're going to be able to handle it. And then I also love that you said, praise, praise, praise them like crazy. Cause I think it's probably a whole lot nicer to hear that praise versus 
why didn't you do this? Or you didn't do this yeah. like we talked. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So many mental notes I'm taking. I'm going to go back and listen to this episode, jot some things down, and then I'm going to go over to Mama Systems and check out your resources. So oh, I cannot thank you enough, Laura. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I think I'll be talking to you really soon. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks so much for joining us today. And I look forward to talking to you next week for some more organization motivation. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.